This hour of gameplay is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Let's go full old man for a second, shall we? Did I go into a bank today to deposit a check? Yes, I did. I do not believe in taking a check and putting it in an envelope and putting it into a bank machine. Or the new voodoo where people can take a photo of their check and magically the money's in their account. Get out of here. I will not do that. Number two, my phone is at 98%, so I feel good. Once it hits below 51% on my battery, I am, I'm freaking out. I'm going home. I'll see you all later. And then the third thing, my stupid producer, Josh, here, my phone starts buzzing, ding, 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 and I'm like, what is going on? Do I have 17 messages from 400 people? No, I have one from you. I have one from you, and I'm going to just read the text. On air. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, the first one, hey, Matt. Then he hit enter. <laughs> Next one, lineup has been sent. Then he hit enter. Third line, we are in the main studio today. Then you hit enter. And then finally, which time do you think is best for the Tuesday Top 5, 2.45 or 3.15? By the way, the Tuesday Top 5, Top 5 gifts we would like to give local Toronto teams with Christmas is upon us. In the end, we decided on 2.45. This did not need to be four texts sent to me. You could have typed this up in one tidy little text. That's just not how I roll, Matt. First of all, if you see the text, I wish everybody else could see the text. I'm actually going to post them on my Twitter account because they were perfect. Grammar was there, periods. Mm -hmm. There was the commas in and out. It's just the professional manner. I thought, like, by text, by rule... You you got the message clearly, but now it needs to be in one in one chain. Just well, just it's not even a chain. chain. It's just one text. It's just not a text. chain. It's it's nothing. And right now, uh, you can go and vote at mcos fifty six or hit us up on the text line at ten fifty fifty. Um, there's two options here. Um, people, what are your thoughts on people who send out multiple texts when one could do the same job? No biggie. I do the same. That's at forty seven percent. It's close. While 53% voted the other option, these people are monsters. <laughs> Chelsea Darlington writes in multiple texts all the way. Chelsea, we often agree on things. On this one, you are dead-ass wrong. Hey, like, Here's the thing. You caused me to put my phone on silent, because just angrily. Wow. And then I missed two calls. I missed two phone calls. Wait, so is this the first time someone's ever sent more than two texts no, in one chain? No, it happens all the time. I hate it. First time you've done it. Wow. So now I'm just in that, like, but to turn off your phone because of it? Yeah, I just get annoyed. Really? I just get annoyed. And I'm looking at, and, and by you the way. You told me you're more of a call guy, but. I am more of a call it's, guy. It's busy here at the TSN studios, and I just have to shoot the text with the periods. And I, I that's, got, what, that's what makes more of a statement. Just do dot, dot, dot. Pretend you're Larry King. You won't get that reference. Um, I am now looking at texts I get from one of the other producers, Nick McVicker, and they are bigger, girthier, larger. They've got more sentences contained in one text than you, which is a scattershot of adjectives and verbs. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Gameplay. We will get into all things uh, Toronto Raptors. Uh, I will say this. The hard thing about being a Raptors fan right now... Uh, and, and they lose. That was a heartbreaker. That loss to the Philadelphia 76ers. Siakam did everything he could, uh, but Van Vliet couldn't hit a shot. 
Now, they, they still won the minutes when Van Vliet was on the court. So it's not like he was a disaster, but so many misses. So many misses. Wide open shots. Couldn't hit him. Could not hit any of them. And he's just coming off two 39-point performances, Matt. We, yeah. can't, we can't put that under the rug. Going up against Philadelphia, the best defensive team against guards this season. So it doesn't really shock me uh, as Fred Van Vliet entered Philadelphia and didn't really put up a dud, but... No, Van wasn't Vliet, playing there. Two for 11 from three. So many wide open misses late in the game and in overtime. The offense for the Raptors, one for nine for two points. And I bet everyone right now is in one of two camps. Or, no, I bet you're bouncing back and forth between these two camps. The one side is, hey, the team had basically the same record last year and they turned it on. The other is, hey, the Raptors have this lousy record and their, their um, uh, opponents... It's about to get very, very difficult. You got the Knicks who are playing well. Then you got Cleveland, the Clippers, the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Pacers, the Bucks. That's what's coming up for the Raptors. So there's part of you that's going, oh, is it time to. And we're not going to do tank. We're not going to do Victor Wembenyama. That would be an insult to the truly crappy teams in the NBA to think the Raptors could hit that low. But now we're sort of bouncing back and forth. There's, nope, i got to trust this team, trust this coach, trust my side, trust the group to get it together. The other side is, woof, they look bad, and what's coming up looks even worse. Even worse. It's actually a scary sight if you're, firstly, on the team, and second, if you're a Raptors fan. We do have to give it to them. They won on that 19-1 run in the third quarter. Yep. Kept it close, mm-hmm. making big shots down the stretch. Pascal Siakam, scoop up, puts it in. That has been his go-to this season. To do it up against Joel Embiid. Tobias Harris. I can't believe he was shooting that many threes yesterday. And then making them. I felt bad for Scotty Barnes on that. Jumped towards his leg. Foul and one play. Yeah. That was the, the deal breaker. So, the upset, but more not surprised. Not surprised because bad Raptors offense is... And we'll get into this more. But the Raptors led the 76ers by 7 with 4.15 left. They scored 5 points in the next 9 minutes and 15 seconds. That includes overtime. So they went from having a 7-point lead, and then with 4 minutes and 15 seconds left of regulation overtime, they scored 5 points. When the defense got turned up, the Raptors' offense went bye-bye. But for the opening thought today, we are going positive. We are doing a fun and joyful opening thought. Time now for Matt's opening thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? And here we go. I mean, it's really nothing more than a self-absorbed monologue, a chance for Matt to rant about something and pretend he's a serious radio personality instead of a gas bag. Let's face it, he stole this idea from Dennis Miller. Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Going in a different direction today. Mostly, again, because I'm conflicted about how to feel about the Raptors, and I'm still kind of wiped out about all the football from Saturday afternoon all the way to the end of Sunday night. And we're getting close to Christmas, a time of giving, a time for charity, a time where the the Grinch, his heart will grow, and Ebenezer Scrooge will keep Christmas close to his heart. So I want to highlight some of the cool moments of charity in the world of sports. Let's start last night with a kind of a different charitable act. I'm talking about Kale McCarr. It's late in the first period against the Islanders, and McCarr falls, wheeling around the net. And he just falls, trips on himself. No one did it. 
But the referee was about to call a tripping penalty on Matthew Barzell. But Kale did something you don't see in sports. He waved it off. He didn't want a penalty called because there was none there. It's kind of the opposite of the end of the Commanders-Giants game where probably should have been a lot more penalties called. Now, Makar on the ref said, I don't think he had a good angle. He just saw me fall. I would like to think most times uh, that I fall, it's usually because somebody tripped me. That one, I just lost an edge. I felt pretty guilty for the boys there. Now, it was a 0-0 game at the time. It's not like the Avalanche were up 5-0 late in the third. And Barzell, to his credit, was honest. He said, obviously, good sportsmanship on his part. I don't know if I would have done the same, to be honest with you. Now, afterwards, Makar basically said, I felt uh, a lot more guilty about doing that than probably if I would said nothing. I don't know if it's something I'll do again. And I say to you, Kale Makar, no, never change. Don't. If there's, not a, if there's not a penalty on you, just wave it off. Wave it off. It's like the ultimate form of sportsmanship. It's the exact opposite of diving and flopping. It's the opposite of James Harden and Joel Embiid. My God, once again, by the way, those two guys, holy Lord, are they just, like, especially Harden, it's so hard to watch. Man, Joel Embiid, just bitches, bitches, and bitches. Anyway, this is a positive a positive opening thought here. Um, then on Saturday, uh, before the start of the Bills-Dolphins game, wow, was this good. Stephon Diggs' incredibly emotional moment. There was a five-year-old boy named Aiden Laborde. I'm probably mispronouncing his last name, but this five-year-old named Aiden. And he had met Aiden in uh, Bills' training camp earlier to the, before the start of the NFL season. Now, Aiden had lost his, his father, Nick, who had passed away in March. Stefan Diggs went up, seeked the boy out, and gave him a pair of sneakers in memory of his father. And stuck around and signed it in Aiden that it was stunned. He was in tears. And it was actually Stefan Diggs who pulled his hat up and gave him some knucks. And it was just this really beautiful moment between the star receiver and this small child. And later, um, Diggs tweeted out, not many know what it's like to lose. Uh, they daddy for real. I remember it felt like I lost everything. I had to make myself a man. But it takes a village to be sure to always pay it forward. You know, and just this beautiful tweet. And it was a beautiful moment. Like, trust me, go back and watch it. I dare you. I dare you not to have a tear in your eye. Uh, the Leafs, they couldn't go to the hospital for sick children the other day due to COVID challenges. So instead, they invited hundreds of patients and their families to come to practice, to hang out, to watch practice, meet the team, tour the facility, uh, partake in some fun, some Christmas activities. And by the way, a reminder, the Maple Leafs and sick kids... Their relationship dates back to the 1920s. You can find so many stories of players from every era going out of their way to help brighten the day of the kids. Um, by the way, there's so many other quick shout-outs I could do. Serena Williams, supporter of the Big Brothers, Big Sisters, won the Celebrity Role Model Award from the Avon Foundation for her work fighting breast cancer. UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador traveled to Ghana with UNICEF to help lobby for better educational opportunities for children in third world countries. Pascal Siakam, you know, he's got the PS43 Foundation and is helping to support locally the Toronto Metro University's law program, helping students who might have a hard time making ends meet 
when so much of their time is spent doing internships. They don't have time to get jobs. They don't have the money to do it. To Kevin Matumbo, he's been a part of every major charity, Make-A-Wish, UNICEF, Right to Play Foundation, Special Olympics Global Ambassador, helps build hospitals in the Congo. Speaking of Make-A-Wish, did you know John Cena, that recently the Guinness Book of World Records announced that Cena broke the record for most Make-A-Wish Foundation wishes granted with 650. By the way, I've missed so many other examples. Uh, go see how much work the Argonauts do in the community or the work done by the Jay's Care Foundation. So whether it's Kale's charitable act that was the height of sportsmanship or Stefan Diggs with so much compassion, let's not forget to recognize the athletes who do so much good, especially when we are so close to Christmas. And that is my opening thought. I'm finished. Did you did you see the video, Josh, of of Stefan Diggs with the shoes? I got him signed and in honor of this this five year old boy who lost his father uh, back in March. I did. It was truly amazing, incredible. Yeah. You should have saw the joyous smile on his face the entire time, and yeah. the way he gave back, the way he's given his shoes. That's going to bring uh, that boy's day for yeah for forever, forever. You'll you'll never forget that moment that um, a high top personality just lends that to you and yep. and it's it's a perfect time around the holidays it was, it was so cool and there's tons of these examples and the funny thing is like, you remember like when stefan diggs wanted out of minnesota we we're wondering what's this guy doing like is he going full harden you know and so you see that one side to him in the business of the sport and then you see this other side of this just truly giving wonderful human being and it's it's always trying. It's always important to remember. And I know some people are going to be going. Well, the athletes make all this money. It's easy. Well, it's not easy, and not everyone does it. And and salaries of players, it can make us hard to recognize they're just humans like anyone else. So I just want to do that instead of complaining about Fred Van Vliet missing every shot in the fourth quarter in overtime. And it's the perfect time around the the the, the winter. The weather's getting colder. Yeah, we're we're. Going into this season, we want to give back. By the way, um, by the way, said so, totally off topic. Yeah, it's like we live in two different worlds. In downtown Toronto, there is nary a speck of snow, and then I come up here to this parking lot, and there is snow everywhere. It's not that far from the distillery district down by the lake in here. And I get it, the lake, the the warming effect there versus here, where you're much more landlocked. But it's not that much far, but it feels like it's a different world here. No, it's the, it's the lake effect, Matt. Yeah, I know. I, I, I've seen My the white God. snow all around the grass up here, driving, and it seems like you haven't gone through any of that. No. You mentioned the word, the distillery district. Yeah. How busy has it been around you? Ooh. Are you getting crammed? Are you getting crowded? Oh, I yeah. I still have yet to go. Yeah. And I would love to. Go today. Go today. It's today the... Today's the day. Today's a good day because, uh, of course, every day now, everyone's getting more desperate because it's getting closer to Christmas. Uh, rammed on the weekends. I, um, like, for instance, on Saturday, I was coming home, but I knew I had to leave like in the later afternoon around five o'clock. I did not park in my condo. I parked a couple blocks north. I found a great parking spot because it, it, it took me a four minute walk to walk home. But to drive from where my condo to that spot would have been about 14 minutes. You're kidding me. No. And you, aren't you at like a five-minute walk? Not even? <sighs> it's just everything gets crammed. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. But everyone, just get out of my way. 
<laughs> everybody, everybody needs the uh, the Dior Christmas tree and some lobster cakes. Yeah, there you go. Wait, they got lobster cakes there? I thought you knew that. I did not. How was I unaware of this that there's they lobster have cakes? Lobster cakes and fresh warm cookies, as our other technical producer at TSN JP, JP. has told me. Of course, JP's often sick. Maybe one too many lobster cake. <laughs> All right, on the uh, other side of the show, we'll do a little bit more dissection of the Raptors' loss to the for the Seventy Sixers, and I'll tell you why. It's a very simple rule that I follow uh, when it comes to betting the Leafs when they're facing Tampa, and Al's brother. Broke the rule. We'll get into that a bit right here on Gameplay. Welcome back, everyone. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. I want to remind everyone, the show is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And I want to give a shout-out to the listeners. I want to apologize. I go through stretches where I don't look at the text line. I just forget. And then I open it up, and there's always funny stuff. So in the last segment, I was complaining because my producer, who's 20, um, shot me four separate texts when it was basically the equivalent of maybe two sentences. It's annoying. So someone texted in these five texts. Matt, that was all. You're so old. And then add another old. So someone sent five separate texts with that message. I enjoy the comedy of that. I also, like, I also like this one, because we're talking about signs of getting old. Earlier today, I went and deposited a check in the bank. I went into the bank and dealt with human beings. Someone wrote, a sign of getting old is always wanting a full tank of gas compared to being young when you go 100 kilometers with 80 kilometers of gas. Right before I came in here, I had a little over a quarter tank. Oh, I filled up. So I not only went and deposited a check today, I actually, yes, went and filled my car with gas, and my phone is at 100% battery. Oh, it is a glorious Tuesday, Josh. Matt is exposing the vintage in him. <laughs> but you aren't the only one to, to rip on my text. I think all of my friends say, Josh, why do you text like you're a 45-year-old? I said, you just got to go with the proper punctuation. I'm sending you the text clean you don't need spelling errors you don't need the lowercase here and there it's it's just the way i am and maybe that's a bad thing right now 54 percent. you can vote at mcos 56 54 percent of you agree with me people that send out multiple texts when one can do the same job that these people are indeed monsters someone else texts in that avocado is easily the most overrated fruit and i i agree um, and then he's right. P.S. I'm sorry to hear about your text chain. I'll send a bottle of wine along with positive vibes. I would appreciate uh, the avocado. It is the mission impossible of the fruit world. You know, it's like, it's like when Ethan Hunt would get the message and like this message will self-destruct in five seconds. That's like avocado. You buy it and it's a race against time. Or even worse, you like you mash it up and then you put it out for as guacamole. You turn your back on it for one second and it's already this disgusting brown and black. The avocado is the diva the fruit world way too much work matt i'm the type of guy Ugh. the waiter and wait slash waitress come up to the table mm-hmm. hey do you want a side of avocado no. slash guacamole mm-hmm. no thanks no thank no, you no thank no. you no i i see it in my That's house a no to me yeah exactly i see it in my house and i feel stress i feel stress because it's expensive it's like well we gotta eat this Oh, it's not ready. Okay, everyone just gather around the table. Let's wait for that nanosecond where it's perfect, and then we're just going to eat avocado. Other than tortilla chips, how many other items could you eat guacamole with? Uh, this, I may get 
absolutely blasted. You for can throw this. it in a salad. Uh, it's not bad with on eggs. the toast. My, my family does eat it on the on the toast, the avocado yeah. toast. I yeah. think that's the the staple of breakfast for a lot of people. What I feel bad for is the Raptors are wasting this great Pascal Siakam season. Last night, thirty eight points, fourteen rebounds, five assists, one steal. Uh, he, he was incredible. He was incredible for most of that game. Now, late, um, they were able to find a way, Tucker and stuff, able to way to clamp down on him. But game-tying layup and then locking up Embiid on the final possession, which Joel Embiid took a fadeaway jumper. Um, the Raptors, the offense isn't there. Fred Van Vliet, 3 of 15. Scotty, 3 of 9. OG back from injury, 4 of 10. But the worst part was when the game got late, the game got tight, the Raptors' offense went away. You know, basically, last four, minute, uh, four minutes of regulation in overtime, the Raptors scored five points. They were 1 of 9 in overtime. Scotty Barnes benched for part of the game, committed a bunch of, uh, a bunch of fouls early and some bad turnovers early. And, and that, for me, I think is the biggest bummer, is we're waiting for the Scotty Barnes stretch. And he's doing a lot of things great as a playmaker, but offensively, it hasn't been there. The Raptors have now lost six in a row, first time since 2012. But if you've been an optimist, four of them have come by four points or less. That's wonderful, with the problem being they're still really down in the standings. It's like, great, the Raptors still have a positive scoring differential, wonderful, but they're like 10th or 11th right now. Saw a stat here, Matt. Record through 30 games in the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. 2020, 2021, 15 and 15. Yeah. 2021, 22, 14 and 16. 2022, 2023, 13 and 17. It is a spiral yeah. effect. Yeah. it's. Uh... But I think I was uh, saying this to our fellow, fellow colleagues around here as well. I think as a team and as a unit... We are so quick to to point fingers, and I I do feel for Fred Van Vliet at this point because he he knows what's going on. He knows his name is getting um, out there. He knows it's oh the, there's the trade talk. There it is. Are we just way too quick to jump on a situation? And say oh, all we have to do is a trade. Gary Trent Jr. We need him out. Well, it's it, it, and it'll be trade. It, it's the culture of the NBA. Because put it this way, if you know, if uh, the equivalent of what the Raptors have done, if the Leafs have done, we'd be going a lot harder on them. But this is the culture of the NBA, where if things aren't working, oh, there's Victor Wembanyama, there's Scoot Henderson, there's all these players, Get uh, start the tank now. Uh, later on, the, the Ringer had this huge article about the Raptors. It's, to me, I look at more, less about what we feel about uh, Lowry, and, uh, or excuse me, Lowry, Van Vliet, and more about just the nature of the NBA and how we consume the sport. Um, Andrew, uh, Andrew Cayley from Covers.com is going to join the show next. And uh, well, you know what? We'll, we'll get into some NFL talk, but I also want to throw, uh, I to throw uh, my theory about the Raptors and the Leafs as well. So we'll get uh, the, the Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Excuse me. Andrew Cayley from Covers.com will join the show next. This is Gameplay on TSN 1050. You play to win the game. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Welcome back, everyone. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. Been a little while since senior betting analyst at Covers.com, Andrew Cayley, is joining the show right now. Andrew, good afternoon. Thanks for being part of the show. 
Thanks for having me back, Matthew. It was a good little break there with the World Cup, but That's happy right. to come back and uh, talk some more betting with you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'll just get this in on the front end, because usually when you come on, we talk more basketball, NFL, Blue Jays. We might do a little college uh, a little college football. But for everyone listening, I'm going the opposite of Al's brother. Uh, the Leafs are taking on Tampa tonight, and I have a very simple rule that paid very well last year. Um, whenever the Leafs play the Lightning, if Andre Vasilevsky is a net, and if the Lightning are an underdog, I'm taking the money. They, on FanDuel, they're plus 115. I bet $18.47 because I like round numbers comes I'm a dummy, uh, and that can pay me 21 bucks and 24 cents. Andrew, I don't know if you have any thoughts. That's my philosophy on when Leafs take on Tampa, um, or we can just move on to the crazy NFL. I'll just say that maybe, since the Leafs are favored, we wait for them to get to, to get the lead, score first, mm. and to get even more value oh. when we live bet Tampa Bay I when love they inevitably it. come back and win the game. Oh, I love it. Yes, absolutely. My, my girlfriend, she's a flight attendant, so I'm just sitting at home watching the game tonight. So uh, I will be, if, if Nylander scores a couple early on, I'll be putting another odd-numbered uh, bet on the Lightning. And again, I hope I'm wrong, uh, but again, just my philosophy. So let's, let's start with this with the Raptors. They and again, I recognize they've turned they turned it around last year and it's the same coach, the same size, same player. So no one is panicking, but everyone's bummed out. The Raptors used to be a team that we could trust from a betting perspective. Um, now the over for wins feels like forever away. I'm curious, Andrew, from a betting perspective, how you view the Raptors. Uh, they're incredibly frustrating to, to back as a better right now because you can't really get a read for them. Uh, well, well, now like, you have been able to the last couple of weeks. They've just been awful, so you've just been able to fade them. Um, they, they've struggled to cover spreads on the road, obviously just three wins on the road this year. So there's something to do with them playing with home. That gives them a, a little bit of a boost. Um, obviously the shooting hasn't been there for a couple of the guys like like uh, Fred Van Vliet and Gary haven't shot the ball as well as they did last year. Um, Scotty looks like he's not taking that next step in his development. Some could even say he's taking a little bit of a step back. I wonder if he's he's a little his ankle isn't as healed as people would let on. Just because I see too many guys blowing by him when last year it seemed yeah. like nobody nobody could get past him. It didn't matter if it was Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or anybody. He was just in, kept everybody in front of him. And when they did get by, he was like forcing bad shots at the rim. And it, that's just not the guy we're seeing this year. Um, the, the, I would say from a betting perspective, look at Pascal Siakam props. And that's, and that's about it right now because he's the only guy you can trust on that team right now. That and OG Ananobi steals. Go, go bet the over one and a half OG Ananobi steals every night until he gets traded. Hopefully he doesn't. I don't want them to trade him, but rumors swirling with OG right now at he's uh he's been a real force at the defensive end this year while balancing his two way game as well, but he's been cashing that over one and a half steals almost on a nightly basis. It's been really, really impressive. I love it. So yeah, uh, avoid the team. Stick with some of stick with some of the players if you're going to be placing any bet on the Raptors. All right, let's go to the NFL. We're going to play a game called Who Do You Trust. So I'm going to give you two. The Packers, they beat the Rams last night in a game hopefully no one watched again unless you're a hardcore fan or you had money on it. Who do you trust more, the 8-5-1 New York Giants or the 6-8 and eight Green Bay Packers? 
I, I, I hate to say it because you've been a little bit of a pessimist. You know the answer. <laughs> you know the answer, Andrew. I trust the Giants more. What? No. I just, I just do. I just don't trust what I see with the Green Bay Packers right now. I don't believe in Matt Lafleur and that offense right now. The way Aaron Rodgers is playing. Sure, they beat uh, a Rams team last night that no was started by a Baker Mayfield that literally nobody wants on their team right now. Uh, I know lots of injuries for the Packers right now as well. As long as the Giants defense. Um, keeps playing the way it has the last couple of weeks. And Daniel Jones just has to not screw things up. He's in that let's not screw things up mode, hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley, um, let Kayvon Thibodeau on that defense do its thing, and, and that's the more trustworthy unit. The Packers defense has too many oh, question marks right now. Stop it with that music right now. If the, if the officials on Sunday night or a C-minus, Washington wins that game. And then anyway, that's a completely different approach. Well, it is, they still had to run that play, so you're not yeah. you're, you're not a hundred percent right on that one yet. All right, Andrew Cayley, see your <laughs> betting analysis dot com joins. Okay, this one's even harder because there's four options. Okay, which seven and seven team do you trust more? And this can be from a football perspective or a betting perspective, however you want to do it. The Patriots, the Jets, the Seahawks, and the Lions. All four of those teams are seven and seven. Uh, I would trust the Jets most if Mike White was healthy, so there's an asterisk there. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to go with the Lions just because of the way that offense has played over the last four to six weeks. It's been really impressive stuff from there. The defense has taken a step forward over the last month as well. Aiden Hutchison has looked like a terrific pick for them. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll say the Jets right now because that Jets defense is – is really really good and this is another like if mike white can just not screw things up or if he's healthy of course because i think zach wilson will screw things up because i just don't know if he's he's mature enough to make the proper decisions at this point in his in his football career but uh yeah i i think there's probably still uh some betting value with the lions i i'm not huge on the past because of Another quarterback situation. I just don't think Mac Jones is it. He's he's got too much, too many flaws in his game. And the Seahawks, it's it's hard to trust a team that uh, has to win shootouts all the time. Wildest moment for you from a betting perspective? You had the Vikings. We talked earlier. You mentioned uh, about uh, live betting if uh, the Lightning go down one or two to the Leafs. Well, you could have gotten the Vikings at 55-1 to 1 to win um, on the uh, FanDuel in-game. You had Brady, who was 89-0 and 0 in games where he led by at least 17 points, losing to the Bengals. You got the Raiders with that ridiculous walk-off win over the Pats. And somehow Houston and Kansas City were in overtime, despite the fact Mahomes had just five incompletions and KC had 300 more yards of offense. It, like, I mean, that right there is just a puzzle I can't figure out. Those were four wild moments from this last weekend. From a betting perspective, what was the craziest one for you? I, I can't say the first one because of Matt Ryan being involved and 28-3, to three, so, so that one gets chopped off right away. I think it's the, I think it's the, the Raiders walk-off because it's just something I've never seen before in a football game where the guy gets intercepted on his lateral. Um, it, it, it's 
allows the Raiders to cover the two-and-a-half-point spread where it felt like maybe the the Patriots were going to cover that game. Uh, it, it, the Patriots' money line betters are obviously just crushed in that instance as well. That's a big one. The, the Mahomes thing is really interesting, too. I, I, I couldn't understand that at all. He completed 20 straight passes in that game or something like yeah. that, and, no, and nobody's talking about it. Uh, but I, I think it's the I think it's the interception. I think from from a betting and football perspective, it's the interception because of the impact it has on the spread and just I, that I'd never seen anything like that before in a football game. Before we let you go, Andrew, up here north of the border, um, people are usually a little more lukewarm when it comes to college football. But if they put down ten bucks, maybe they'd be a little more interested. Today we've got the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, and then my favorite bowl that I always watched with my grandfather when I was a small child, and we would gather around the TV set, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Oh, I remember watching that in the early 80s with a homemade bowl of chili. Um, can you give any thoughts, or is there, any, is there a bet you would tell people, hey, throw down five bucks and just gather the kids to watch Liberty versus Toledo? Uh, so for the Idaho Potato Bowl, we're going with Eastern Michigan plus four and a half. Um, these are just two teams trending in different directions. The Eagles are 5-1-1 one, and one against the spread in their last seven games, and they have a really good pass defense. Uh, San Diego, uh, sorry, not San Diego, San Jose State's quarterback, uh, Chevin Cordero, is inconsistent, too many interceptions, so they'll frustrate him. And San Jose State, 0-6 uh, ATS in their last six overall. While in the Boca Raton one, we're going with Toledo, minus 3.5. Liberty is without its head coach, Hugh Freeze. He left for Auburn, so an interim coach, Colin, plays there. Uh, their ground game has also stole after their top uh, star running back got hurt. Uh, and the quarterback room has been riddled with injuries, so they're not, we're not really sure who's going to play quarterback in this game. While well, Toledo's defense ranks 22nd in opponent yards per play, and their dual-threat quarterback is now healthy. All right. I love it. A little a little advice to, to end this on the bowl season. Check out his work at Covers.com. It is a great site. I was using it today uh, to prep for the Leafs and Lightning game tonight. Thank you so much, as always, Andrew. Thanks for joining the show. Thanks. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all your listeners as well. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you as well. On the other side, it is our Tuesday Top 5. Speaking of Christmas, Top 5 presents Toronto teams should have on their list. Me and producer Josh will give ours right after this. This is Gameplay on TSN 1050. How much you want to make it better? I can throw a football over the mountains. Embrace the odds. I want winners. It's King Kong Bundy always looking for that big five count. Five now he power. wants the five. And the referee applies to give me a break. Top five, top five, top five. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Game Plan Real Smart Because we do it every Tuesday. It is time now for the Tuesday Top 5. And again, gameplay brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Christmas is coming. So our Top 5 is Top 5 presents we would like to give Toronto teams. Uh, Josh, I'll start with you. What do you got at number 5? So, man, I actually did it by team. I did it by team. So we'll right. start number 5, the mm-hmm. Toronto FC. Uh-huh. They need, as a gift, uh-huh. a reliable keeper, plus a chance at the playoffs with their Italian duo at the top. Yes. They just lost Alex Bono, Quinn Westberg, lost both of them, 
signed Thomas Romero, 21-year-old. But now here's the track and here's the journey. Do you trust in a young guy up and emerging, or do you go through the market and try to get an older talent? So if you had to give a nice Christmas gift, we need... A brand new fresh keeper. A brand new fresh keeper. Toronto needs it. Sticking with BMO, my number five, the Toronto Argonauts, Nathan Rourke. Listen, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, do whatever it has to do. Do whatever you have to do to just funnel all this money illegally to Nathan Rourke so he's not in the NFL. He's trying out for like the Vikings and I think the Colts and all these other teams. Do it under the nose of the CFL and, and, the, and the commissioner. Uh, wink. Uh, you know, I'm not telling you to do it, but do it. Go get Nathan Rourke to the Argonauts. There's a chance McLeod Bethel-Thompson might retire. If he does, Nathan Rourke is a hell of a succession plan so mine is in the toronto argonauts realm Mm -hmm. and you're number four number four yep and i 100 percent wish and hope that nathan rourke is in the blue yeah if mcleod bethel thompson does not retire signs another contract i think the gift should be to keep him yeah yeah, after the year that they had yes absolutely keep chad kelly keep Mm -hmm. this duo of quarterbacks going you saw Winning the winning the Grey Cup, it was Chad Kelly who put his life on the line. Yeah, he did, and put everything on the field for his team. And on the Rod Peterson show on the podcast, um, Ryan Dinwiddie says we have the chance to go back. We have the chance to do this again. Double up. Let's go back to back and win the Grey Cup again. And if it's not Nathan Rourke. It has to be McLeod with Phil Thompson. Absolutely. Bring back MDT. My number four is the Toronto Raptors, and they can open up either one of these two presents. One, Eric Gordon, 33 years old, non-guaranteed $21 million next year, or go and get Buddy Heald, 29 years old. He's making $18 million next year with one year remaining. And if the Pacers were doing a lot more winning than they thought, uh, Eric Gordon on Houston, but otherwise get a shooter for this team. So my number four, Raptors get a shooter, and those are the two guys. Need the snipers on the lineup to succeed. Yeah. Number three, the Toronto Blue Jays. Little nugget here, 100 days away from opening day. 100 days away. There's snow on the ground. We cannot talk about... I'm already looking forward to it. We can't talk about pitchers and catchers, you know, showing up and all of that. But, okay, what's your number three, then? It's with the Jays. Kevin Kiermaier. The only lefty bat that mm-hmm. is predominantly lefty yeah, right now. Yeah. And he's not a great bat. Great defensively, not great a great bat. Great defensive player, yeah. not the bat that yeah. they need. Michael yeah. Conforto in the market. Ross Atkins has talked and they want him on the lineup, but it's the contract problems that will come with it. <laughs> Whatever. So No salary cap. You're Rogers. Spend the money. Under the Christmas tree, yeah. a left-handed bat only. Just mm-hmm. a, a player who can only swing lefty. They need it. They're, they have enough righties. They have that lineup set. They need a left-handed bat. Yeah, I'm gonna. My number three is also the Blue Jays, and it is go get Conforto. Go get him. He's 30 years old. Okay, and uh, I know he was out last year, shoulder injury. Uh, get him on a prove-it deal. The guy was incredibly productive from 2017 to 2019. My number three is him because again, if you're an outfielder and it says this, you're a defensive first outfielder. That's code for you can't hit. What's your number two? There's the power, and he hit 33 home runs in 2019. There you go. Go get that guy. Number two, the Toronto Raptors. A lot of presents that the Raptors need at this point, Matt. Yeah. But you got to pick one. 
I'm going with your answer there. Shooting beyond the arc is definitely needed. Van Vliet, Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, they need to start shooting the ball a lot more. You can't be 28th in three-point field goal percentage I know. and 29th in those categories in the NBA. It just can't happen if you want to succeed. It was a loss losing out on Malik Monk, who destroyed them a couple days ago. Three-point shooter. You need that. My number two, there's been Malgin, there's been Robertson, there's been Kerfoot. There, we might get Yarncroft tonight. A left winger for the second line, okay? I'm going full liberal for NDP. We need a powerful left winger on that second line. Someone just to make life a little bit easier for Tavares, who has seen so many different wingers around him. So my number two for a Leafs team that's getting better in terms of offensively, but woof, they started out poorly. And remember, why did the Leafs lose in the playoffs? It's because in game sixes and seven, they score one goal. Get me a better left winger for the second line. Couldn't say it better. Mitch Marner has been with him on the side. And my number one gift yeah. goes to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's more of a spinoff. I, I see the, the winger angle. Mm-hmm. There's been the Kerfoots, the Robertsons that have played so yeah. much Tom ice, time on ice with him. Just a top six four that you can shift around. Ryan O'Reilly, Bo Horvat. A better in. Alex Kerfoot is basically what you're Essentially, saying. Essentially. Yeah. Even though Kerfoot has turned it up, yeah. if you have the chance and on Leafs lunch... Uh, Joshua Cloak and Al's brother, Michael DiStefano. We're talking about Matthew Nyes. And is he the trade target mm. that the Maple Leafs would give up for a player of the caliber of Ryan O'Reilly? Ryan O'Reilly, only 31. Do it. There's the there's the angle. Yeah. So yeah. That's your number one? That's my number one. The a Hail top Mary. six forward. Yeah. Uh, my number one is a 2024 miracle. Okay. That is my gift. I want the gift. I'm already looking ahead. Give me the gift of a 2024 miracle. And by this, I mean contract extensions with team-friendly deals all over the place. Matthews, uh, Nylander, Brody, all UFAs at the end of the 2023-24 season. The Jays lock up a shed in Vlad. They're going to be ARB2, and they're a year away from free agency in 2025. Get them locked up. The Raptors, Siakam is a free agent after the 2024 season. OG Ananobi is a player option after the 2024 season. And if you're a good player, you never take the player option unless you're Russell Westbrook. So my number one is a 2024 Toronto Miracle filled with tons of players signing team-friendly deals that would anger a lot of left-leaning sports fans who feel bad for the player and say, oh, shame on management, screwing the player. I say no. As a as a, as a sports fan of Toronto teams, uh, I, I'm siding with the owners on this case but for my own sports happy and I know that makes me a bad person but my number one is a 2024 Christmas contract miracle Toronto signing bonanza yeah that's what I want that is my gift that is the gift I like to say good job nice job with your list that is our Tuesday top five we got James Myrtle from the athletic we will look ahead to the Leafs and the lightning and also what Christmas gift would he give to the Toronto Maple Leafs and we will do that next This hour of gameplay is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app.